Alrighty, and uh, I'm actually excited today to cover the Undercover Billionaire show. Uh, I can't promise you that there won't be any spoilers. I won't tell you who was successful and who wasn't successful at the end of the show because there is, uh, well, I guess I'll tell you the evaluation of it all. But for those of you who are already watching or trying to watch it or catch up to it, I'm not going to spoil the ending, but I might, if you haven't watched it yet, might spoil a couple things because uh, I'm just going to explain to you guys kind of what I think and uh, what happened in the show. Um, Okay, so... For those of you who have no clue what I'm talking about, Undercover Billionaire is a TV show that Discovery Channel put together that got three individuals who were valued at or, you know, making at about a billion dollars, so billionaires essentially, uh, and asking them to go into a city they've never been to, a city they don't know, without any of their contacts, you know, no previous uh, connections whatsoever, and only a hundred dollars to see if they could build a million dollar business in 90 days. So it's 90 days. They're away from their families. They're away from, they have, they have to take an alias name. So it's totally, you know, new for them, uh, and new for the people that are involved, obviously. And then they're going to have a camera crew follow them around. And the, the, the story about the camera crew, by the way, because I thought about this. Obviously, everybody thinks about this. That's fact. It's a reality TV show. How much is reality? People can debate all that stuff. I'm not here to deal with that. I think it's just it's fun. You know, it's fun reality TV. It was very legit reality TV. But the story, because they do have a camera crew following them around, the story is uh, that they're doing a documentary on small business owners in America. You know, and that was kind of the cover story for the entire show. Uh, as these people were going along. Now, uh, you know, they picked three different people. And in this case, they picked uh, Monique. uh, I forgot her last name, but her name is Monique. She was the, uh, she's got a record label company. She was married to Timbaland. Uh, She was, you know, had, she's had a lot of success within the the music industry as a a producer and a record label. And then she also has, you know, $25 million of a venture capitalist firm uh, investing in minorities and women businesses, things like that. So that's really Monique. Uh, and they put her in Tacoma, Washington uh, to, for, for her part of the show. And then there is Elaine Kulati, who is a you know, real estate developer worth over a billion dollars of assets in real estate. So they put her in Fresno, California, where she didn't have any connections or anybody that she knew. Uh, so they stuck her there. And then, of course... I'm wearing the brand 10X uh, because that's Grant Cardone's brand. So they put Grant Cardone in Pueblo, Colorado. Ironically enough, I've driven through Pueblo, Colorado many times in my life, coming back here where I live in Colorado, so up north of Denver. And, you know, it was just fascinating to even see Grant, who I've loved and been following Grant Cardone's work for, I don't know, maybe like six years now just following what he's been up to on YouTube and and then just watching him build his his empire essentially. It's been so cool. It's been so awesome to to be a part of that journey, I guess you could say. So to watch him in this TV show is actually Grant Cardone who promoted it on his uh, YouTube or his he was doing some interviews or podcasts about the the show, promoting the show. And I listened to one and I said, "You know, that show sounds like an amazing show. I I really think that I'd love to watch that show." So I, uh, I, I kind of, so personally, I actually had a hard time trying to figure out how to get the show. Cause if you go to prime 
Amazon Prime or if you go to any of these other sort of, you know, uh, Netflix or anything, it's it's not anywhere on there. And if you buy it on Prime, the way I bought it on Prime, I actually bought the season on Prime. So the season wasn't even completely out yet on Prime. It wasn't even done airing on Discovery Channel. So there's these exclusive rights that Discovery Channel has over the film and and all of the show. I think later they are going to release it on Prime and maybe other video platforms. But the Discovery Channel, basically, you, you have to watch the entire show on the Discovery Plus app. So you actually have to... You know, I did a seven-day free trial and literally binge-watched this one show because I, mean, I don't plan on paying for the Discovery Channel. Uh, as I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, I really don't spend a lot of time watching TV or, or TV shows for that matter. I actually specifically avoid watching shows because they're seasons long, you know, and you, and you end up having to watch the whole season because you're so addicted. Uh, so I kind of avoid TV as much as possible. And then I'll catch a couple movies here and there personally, of course, just to entertain myself, but I really just don't, I mean, I don't know why I just, I've avoided TV. I've avoided all this just to, to do other business stuff and other ventures that I feel are probably more significant, more important. I spend hours of my time researching and obviously doing the podcast. So kind of keeps up with that and reading, you know, a lot of books and things. So that keeps a lot of my time. I don't watch a lot of shows. I don't watch a lot of TV. But I made an exception with Undercover Billionaire. Uh, it was absolutely worth it. And so here are my thoughts. Every single American has to watch this show uh, because it is truly a it's a deep dive into the life of an entrepreneur starting from nothing. Um, it, it captures it better than any documentary or film because you're watching it in real time. You know, you're watching this this growth happen, this expansion happen in one TV show. And it's all real, you know? Uh, I mean, people can say what they want about, you know, oh, Grant did, he actually told the truth here, or he did this, or, you know, I don't know. Just, there's a lot of people out there that are skeptics, you know? They, they you know, because, uh, and I was reading, because I've been reading reviews and stuff. And, you know, it's interesting because people... I think in general, they, they're so skeptical. They don't want to believe in anything, you know, uh, they don't want to believe it's real. They don't want to believe that you can build a business in 90 days. Uh, which by the way, the whole show was to, I don't even know if I mentioned this, but the show was not just to put these, you know, people in these, you know, in this sort of, uh, environment where they didn't know anybody and they couldn't use connections. They couldn't even use their real name. They had to actually build a business that was evaluated at a million dollars, like it's worth a million dollars in 90 days. So they didn't need to make a million in 90 days, but they needed to build a business that an evaluator on the 90th day would come into the business and evaluate the business like a banker would and say, hey, you know, this business, you could sell the business, you could, you know, this business is worth uh, X amount right now, given everything that you have and given everything that you're doing now. So anyway, that's the whole point of the show. It's to build a, a biz, a million dollar business in 90 days. So uh, yeah, just, you know, you're, a lot of people are skeptics, you know, they're like, oh, you can't do that. It's impossible. And you know, they, they wanted to, they wanted to not believe that, that Grant Cardone was lying. He said his name was Lewis Curtis the whole time. Like he really was. And yes, I do believe obviously the cameras do add some credibility to the, the person, the entrepreneur that's doing it. 
I do believe that, obviously. Like, if, if, if I had a camera crew, the likes of which Discovery Channel is like, uh, following me around, and I was telling all these people about who I am, I mean, I, you know, the, the, yeah, I mean, it, it's going to help. So, uh, I get that that's going to help, but in the show, what they built, what they had to, to go through, and what they had to do was all legit. I could tell it was all legit, especially because Grant Cardone, as much as anybody would think, Grant is a, you know, he's an honest guy. Um, I've honestly, I've been following Grant. People don't like him. He's too much. He's excessive. He's, he's really out there. But, um, I love Grant because he is, he's honest. He's a family guy, you know, and he, he means what he says and he's come up honest and he's, he's, uh, you know, been, uh, he's been proven right over time. You know, I, I value people like that who are, you know, really they're, they're about their stuff, you know? So when Grant is on these podcasts, you know, talking about the show, you know, he's like, dude, it's the worst thing I ever done. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. I would never do it again. It was, you know, I was away from my family. He's being pretty honest about it, but he was also came and corrected the record, said how amazing, you know, the people he met was and all of that, you know, so there is that aspect of the show. I think Grant was, you know, getting a part of and, and, and proud to be a part of, you know, um, and, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just trying to fix this camera. The focus on it is kind of boom. Let's see if that works. Um, but yeah, so, you know, at the end of the day, people have to realize that I think that what they were actually going through was legit. You know, it was legit in a sense that they, they had to, you know, really experience this experience. They had to build it. You can't take that away from these people, you know, wh what they had to do, what they had to accomplish. So anyway, um, I just believe that every American should watch it because it gives credence to capitalism, you know, and in a day and age where people are attacking, you know, capitalism and, and business and entrepreneurship, really it's, it's, a it's, it's just an attack on our very way of life here in America. It's a, it's an attack on our freedoms, you know, and our, our, our lifestyle here, you know, to be able to go into any city, any state, especially small ones. They put these people in small cities that aren't, you know, growing and and they're you can't say they're not growing, but they're, you know, they're on the down, they're on the decline, you know. They're not there's nothing exciting happening in the cities that were chosen on purpose. I think that was beautiful, you know. They chose cities and towns that were just, you know, not, not nearly as successful as maybe like in LA or New York where maybe there's a lot of money there's a lot of opportunities, you know? Um, and I, I would, I would say there's a lot less now going, you know, in 2021 than was maybe last year, a couple years ago. But, um, you know, it's just, a it's such a, such a heart wrenching story to watch these, these entrepreneurs, you really, you really feel for them. You're really connected to them because you see them go through emotional, things where they're, they're like, wow, they're Grant especially was having a hard time because he was having to identify with someone that he, that he wasn't, you know, he had to lie about who he was. But I think that also, you know, Grant was just explaining how it's like one of the lines from the show was so, was so heartfelt when he was saying like, Hey, it's hard when you have money. It's impossible when you don't have money. It's impossible. Like, how do you survive? How do you even, how do you even live? And they put a hundred dollars. That was it. Just a hundred dollars in these people's pockets when they first started. It was just, 
you know, it's just amazing to see like how they were resonating with what a lot of people are, are going through. You know, a lot of people choose to be where they're at, you know, especially if they're in their, I don't know, mid 20s, late 30s. I mean, when you get around that age, it's kind of like, hey, you've had a lot of opportunity to make a difference, you know, to do something. Um, but to see those people put in those positions, just kind of you emotionally connect with them because you're like, wow, you know, that's that's really a hard place to be. Like most of us are not even in the position that those people, the these billionaires who they put themselves in through the show, you know, but you realize and connect with the, this, this, this idea that they're connected with people who do live like that, people who live homeless, who have nowhere to go, who have no friends, who have no connections, you know. It was such a great story just to start them off like that. And as you go through the show, it's, it's, it proves that networking and connecting with people is, is everything, you know, like how you can connect and how you can make a difference, you know, with the people that you know, how all the people that you know are, they are your lifeblood, you know, your network is your net worth. And if it was not for people in this show, the people that they met, they would never have built anything. It is purely through the connections they made and the value they gave to those connections. You know, um, Grant, what he did, you know, he was he he was looking for a place to stay and he goes to this RV park, right? The way he sold it though was so perfect. I mean, he was literally telling the guy who owned it, he said, look, I, I got a place to, I need a place to stay tonight. I, I don't, you know, if you have anything extra, I'm willing to be security here. I'm willing to clean. I'm willing to do anything just for like a little place to stay. And you know, just kind of offering your services, even though you only have a little bit of money, you, you know, he only had a hundred bucks, right? He could have given the hundred dollars to this one guy, but this RV park owner, you could tell he had a big heart and he, he was willing to, to do this, you know, and oh my gosh, the show is just full of heart, you know, just full of like the people who are taking chances on people, you know? And I, I learned a lot because, you know, even to me, I don't trust people that easily, you know, I don't, I don't really, you know, sometimes I'm like, I'm the skeptic, you know, I'm always like, this guy's scamming, this guy's, this guy's scammy, he's, he's not trustworthy, I tend to be like that, you know, I do, so for me to watch, you know, you know, Grant and, and Monique and Elaine, basically just try to find a place to, to live or try to find something, that, you, you just never know who you're gonna meet, you never know who you're gonna meet, you never know when you're on a TV show, right? Like, you know, and, and something that's going to be successful into the future kind of thing. And, uh, yeah, but to see Grant though, especially what he did with Matt up front, he, he, he explained it as in the show, but he's like, he's like, look, I'm not looking for a paycheck. I'm not looking for a job. I'm looking to add value to this guy's business. And so Grant was willing at the mattress store. He was willing to go to this guy, Matt and say, look, if you put up the money for a promotion that you're going to do for your business, I will work the promotion, I will work the marketing gig, and I will hustle it and I'll make sure to bring in triple the revenue that you're used to in one weekend. And so Grant never asked for a check. He just said, hey, let me just show you what I can do. And that's so powerful. A lot of people are looking so short term. They're like, hey man, I need that hundred bucks. I need like you know, 200 bucks to be doing this and doing that. And, and it's like, well, you just never know though. If you meet somebody, you never know how you can add value to that person and how that can pay you 
for generations into the future. You know, you just never know. And what Grant proved was that whenever he went and he was doing the marketing for the mattress store, for this guy who owned the mattress store, he was out there hustling. It's to sweat equity. You saw how he's got the sign out in the street and he's bringing in customers and, you know, he's, and of course, Grant Cardone is a sales master. He teaches people how to sell in freaking the most incredible environments ever, right? So you're watching Grant sell mattresses, you know? I don't know if he's ever, he's ever sold mattresses before. I'm sure he has never, right? But of course, he's a sales guru. So he's out there, he's converting the sales. So now he's marketing, he's bringing new customers inside the store. He's going around and he's, by just by creating the promotional materials and everything, he's knocking on doors, he's speaking to people, but then he's like, hey, look, why don't you come down to the mattress store, you know, whenever we're having this big, you know, marketing push. And so he gets people in the front door, he gets people to buy the, the mattresses, and it's a huge success, right? And so then he sits down with Matt and he's like, hey man, how much did you gross? He wanted to make 15,000 for, for Matt in one week, one weekend, right? And apparently Matt made about $13,000, you know, which was a lot for Matt, which was a lot for the grocery, for the mattress store, you know? And, you know, it's like, Matt was like, hey, yeah, this is how much I made. It was a good, it was awesome. You know, and so Matt, you could tell was very happy. Grant kind of was like, oh man, I didn't make 15,000 for this guy, but I, I, you know, I tried, you know? And so I think what Matt, what, what Grant was saying though, was I invested in the relationship and I showed this guy that I was willing to put in the work. And so then Grant says, look, man, I will do your marketing for your businesses and, you know, I'll do that. And, and that's, that's what Grant wanted as basically a job. And he said, so why don't we make a contract where if, if I can help you build your revenue and make, and, and, and you make, you know, he asked, he asked this guy, how much did you make in three months? And the guy's like, I made $300,000 in three months in these businesses. And so Grant says, okay. If I can help you make more than a hundred thousand a month, how much of a percentage are you willing to give me after your after what you're already used to? So he said, I'm going to increase from a hundred thousand a month. I'm going to increase that amount. I'm going to say you're going to make you know if you make a hundred and fifteen thousand, a hundred and twenty thousand a month instead of a hundred that the guy's used to. How much of a percentage are you willing to give me if I can help you bring in new revenue? And it's off the new revenue that's brought in, according to Grant, that he's willing to put in. And so the guy says, I'll give you 15% of whatever extra revenue you bring in. So Grant's like, all right, great. And then he is willing, because Grant has $0, right? He has 100 bucks, but he really has $0 in his head. So Grant was willing to say, hey, what if I get an advance on the money up front? You know, and and, and if, if I can bring you another, you know, hundred thousand dollars or whatever. How much is that? Well, it's $15,000. That's a check for Grant Cardone for 15,000. He says, and Grant says, all right, make it 10,000, you know, and he gets a check for 10,000. Now that's a spoiler. I'm just saying that like, that's how he made 10 grand. How did he make 10 grand? Grant made 10 grand because he showed 10,000, more than $10,000 worth of value in one weekend with this guy selling his mattress stuff. And he says, hey, man, what if we hustled like that, you know, every day for your business? What can we do? You know, what more could we do for your business? And I think that that's the key that people need to understand. For the takeaway from that part of the show is that, you know, you have to be willing to go all in 
do stuff for free to sh really show value to specific you know power players like a business owner who does have the extra capital who could use a lot of help who could you know use what you have to offer your service your product whatever it is you're offering whether it's haircuts or whether it's you know selling jewelry or or doing something as a vendor you just never know what kind of value that you can bring uh, and how much it's worth so you know I think that that's one of the things that I got away from it and uh, there's so much more but yeah, I think that, uh, the show just following like Elaine and of course she finds herself in a position where she's renovating a hotel, you know, and I'm not going to give that away, but you know, there's so much that she's doing. And then even, um, Monique, Monique was able to, you know, and you see a lot of this like black lives matter and a lot of, you know, minority focused, driven narratives happening right now politically speaking and just overall and what's so cool about watching this show is Monique is a minority right and she pushes hard for the minority you know communities and stuff and of course when she does that she's resonating with those people minority people more or less um, but it, it just goes to show that even minorities like her can you know, because she's half black, half white, or I, I don't know what she is exactly. Um, but she was proving the point like, look, minorities don't have to live in this place of like, there's no opportunity, there's nothing for me kind of thing. You, you can be in a place of abundance and you don't have to believe the narratives, you know. And now she's kind of, she's not really saying that directly, but she is saying that like, hey, look, this is, this is like, it's harder for us as minorities. So, so she's doing the show for other minorities, for them to believe in themselves, you know, for them to look at opportunity and say, Hey, I can do it. Cause Monique showed us that it's possible. That was so key in this entire thing, because it's, it's, it's what people need to pay attention to, you know, minorities in this, in this country, especially the African-American community, they don't need to be looking at handouts from the government and, you know, protesting and burning down stuff and getting upset because, you know, police pull them over or something happens. And that's not, you know, don't you, minorities have to understand that that is the play on the divide and conquer strategy. And what this, in this show, what Monique is doing is actually what minorities in general, especially the African-American community should be looking up to. Every person, instead of protesting about getting handouts or reparations or any of that, you need to recognize that you live in the most opportunistic country in the world. And Monique shows you how anything is possible when you invest in yourself and the way you can network and the way you treat people and then how much you get appreciated by other people as well. I mean, watching that unfold was so, so much heart, you know, was put into it. And that was so beautiful. It, 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 it shows minorities in an amazing light. What Monique did for, I think, minorities and just the way she can push that 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 whole thing, which is showing them how whatever's possible, especially as a capitalist entrepreneur, you know, that was so powerful that it's what everyone should be watching, minority or not. But I'm just saying, like, that's what people need to be focused on. They need to be focused on how to create opportunity, how to grow. You know, it's it's the divide and conquer strategy 
of the matrix, the political matrix, I would say, that's destroying the minority community. You know, that's what's hurting the minority community is this this idea that, oh, you need to be asking for more money from the government. You need to be asking the government for more, you know, more power, you know, uh, uh, more of your own power. So Monique just like shatters that completely. And then if e Elaine, you know, she's just this like tightly wound female who just go in, she just, she, the way she takes control is incredible. She, out of, out of all the other, you know, people in the show, she was the one who was a dominating woman, you know, a powerful, a power player. You know, you don't find women like Elaine in many places, but you could tell that when she put together her team and they were all listening to her and every, I mean, it was like within 90 days, you're like, dude, these people are just scared of Elaine, but also like they respect her even though they don't even know her that well. That was the craziest part of the whole show was just watching how these billionaires, it's their energy spiritually, right? It is, it is. I mean, once you, uh, you know, Jim Rohn famously says, he says, you know, if you were given a million dollars, you better hope you become a millionaire very fast. What does that mean? Jim Rohn is making a profound comment and he's saying that just because you were given a million dollars does not make you a millionaire. What makes you a millionaire, okay, is growing to that million dollars, like actually having to earn that million dollars. And this is so true of the welfare state of this country, you know? You, when you're given income, when you're given money, it's not the same as when you earn that income. There is a spiritual revelation that occurs when you go out and you actually earn the money, you know? When you actually go out there and earn the money, you have achieved a, a person that is different than, than what would be somebody who just got the money or got given to them. So what these billionaires are doing when they're going in this show, yes, they're starting from nothing, and Jim Rohn, he famously says this as well, and people need to understand this philosophy more than anything, is if you were to take the wealth away from all of the most successful people, they would get the wealth back within, you know, within 90 days. I think he even says 90 days. But he said that the wealth would, if you, disturb, if you got all the wealthiest people and you distributed their wealth evenly among the whole world, and you're like, okay, here it is. It's all even now. We're evened out. And the, the wealthiest people are no longer the wealthiest. They've given away all their wealth. They, they got it taken away, right? And they're going to get, they're gonna, we're going to give it all to, to the people, right? Well, Jim Rohn, you know, he says it best. He's like, well, very soon they're going to be the wealthiest people in the world again. If you take all the wealth away from the wealthiest people, eventually they're going to become the wealthiest people again. Why is that? Because on a spiritual level, they have attained a status of success that they already have. You know what I mean? So for them to be taken, for things to be taken away from them, they're going to elevate spiritually to that level of success again, even if they don't, even if they got their, all their money taken away, right? Of course, there's like a famous, there's famous, Donald Trump did the same thing, right? He, he was, he was, he, he famously told Ivanka one day, it's before he was president, Trump was like, he pointed at the homeless guy there on New York City and he said, this homeless man is richer than I am because I'm a billion dollars in debt right now. So this, this homeless guy is technically richer than I am. 
And it was so interesting to, to consider that having all this debt, you know, obviously, you know, someone can bounce back. And of course, we know Trump bounced back, became a billionaire and then became president, you know. Uh, and so I just think that like even though you take the billionaire out of their billionaire environment and you put them in a new environment, they will accumulate the wealth. They will somehow build back up, you know what I mean, and actually become successful again. And so it's just so powerful to to witness that and to see how that plays out in real life. No show has done a better job showing the American dream, showing that the American dream is still alive, even in the shittiest of times, the way we're in right now. And I know that a lot of the stuff I cover on this podcast even sometimes can be kind of negative, you know, we're, we're going over a lot of the information that's, that's hardcore. And that's, that's stuff that people, you know, it's tough to, to go through. And that's why this podcast is the way it is. But I'm also an entrepreneur at heart. I'm also somebody who appreciates capitalism and appreciates, you know, being able to start from nothing and earn and create things in the world. You know, this is a creative system. It's not this evil system that people have demonized capitalism over saying that it's, it's so bad and evil and there's, you know, it's, it's so corrupt and, and it's, and it's exploiting everybody. No, it's not the way you should look at it. Cause there is a crony capitalist nature in, in capitalism for sure. Not no doubt about it. But at the end of the day, capitalism, the, the, the actual concept of it. And as a U.S. citizen, we are so blessed to have the rights to start a business, to have the, the rights. And that's the thing with this entire COVID thing. It's, it's been robbing small business owners, U.S. citizens, entrepreneurs who have rights of property, property rights, you know, and the right to conduct and do business. Like this is under assault today, just the concept of doing business. And, and this idea, remember back in the freaking day, remember like not even a year ago, essential and non-essential businesses. I mean, that is such a crock, you know? I mean, I know people, salon owners and stuff who had to close their businesses down, you know? And, you know, it's just like, sure, they can innovate and work from home. But at the end of the day, like there is a, there's Main Street, you know, they, they people compare to Wall Street, Wall Street, Main Street. Main Street is the backbone of this country. It's it's all the small businesses. It's the restaurants, the the advertising agency, uh, the 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 mar- the God. There's so many awesome little businesses, by the way, in the show. Um, you know, so many small businesses. The mattress firm uh, store owner, the gym owner. You know, um, the uh, the hotel owner, the small uh, you know hotel owner who earns a little bit of money here. I mean. There's such a pride in America, you know, that we get the opportunity to run and own businesses. And it just, it's like, yes, there's a lot of failure in business, but there's also a lot of success and there's a lot of, you know, uh, tried and true products. I mean, look behind me, right? Look behind me right now on display, uh, you know, and I have tons of stuff. I have, I have books here. I have uh, this highlighter. I mean, there are companies that people actually own, you know? And it's not just a bunch of corporations, you know, like this book is owned by, you know, he's, it's written by a pastor, you know, that I, that I really like. It's, it's a really great book, by the way, having, having to read it again, uh, or just read into it for some research I'm doing, but you know, it's like somebody made this poster and some company made that globe, you know, and that's what they do for a living. You know, they mass produce all this stuff. And that's why we also have to start creating here in America again, you know? investing in manufacturing, investing in 
all these great, you know, opportunities to to expand, you know, and it's just it's just so un- it's just so fascinating. I, I watching the season finale of this show, I honestly like I, I didn't want to I haven't wanted to cry in a long time, but you just kind of want to cry because you're just like I was so I just felt all the emotions I think that uh, they were feeling in the show. Just like what they went through and and how appreciative they were of like people just giving, you know, believing in them, you know what I mean? And giving them a chance and uh, just watching, um, just watching capitalism and watching the free market. Like it made me so emotional because I'm just like sitting there. That's why I'm doing this podcast because it just meant so much to me. It meant the world to me to watch this show and to, to even know that people could could watch it, you know, could see people struggle and go through what they went through and just learning all the infinitely valuable lessons that were in the show about networking, connecting, advertising, branding, business, uh, sales. So much is so much in that show everyone needs to know. And unlike all the political and, and all this other negative stuff going on in the world, that show shows that there is always light at the end of the tunnel. That that if we could just have people believing in themselves and loving themselves and doing what it is they're doing and and taking their their lives as seriously as those billionaires took this million dollar challenge. Like if everyone in America were to experience that level of seriousness when it comes to their own life and their own journey and their own you know business that they want to build. It's so powerful. That's one thing. Another thing I took away was just how like, wow, like these people did it in 90 days and me and Ricky, my roommate, I mean, we're sitting there just like, wow, you know, like we could create something, you know, like we could build something amazing, which I'm doing right now. Like I'm doing things behind the scenes that I don't really tell everybody about, but it's just like so powerful to watch all these amazing people, you know, accomplish such an, such amazing things. I mean, it's so awesome. And to know that like the, the American dream is still alive, you know, without spoiling the show, you find out at the end that it is possible to build a million dollar business in 90 days. And it's like, and without knowing anyone, it's so crazy guys. It's so crazy. And so anyway, I, uh, I highly recommend that everyone that's listening to this podcast, go and watch that show. Uh, just just stop whatever show you're watching. Go to Discovery Plus, whether it's on the app that you can download, or whether it's you know through the computer or on your uh, on your Fire Stick or on your Apple TV, whatever it is. Go download the app Discovery Plus, and just just do the seven day free trial and binge watch this show because I think I'm pretty positive the season finale just aired and I just watched it. I'm pretty sure I. Don't know if there's another show. It'd be cool. I'd love, I would love if there was another episode, um, but I don't know for sure. And so anyway, I think the show's over. I think all the episodes are available so you can just go and binge watch it. So everyone on this podcast needs to go and binge watch it. Stop watching all the negative political stuff and all the other shows that are out there that are great. And you know that I know there's a lot of information out there and there's a lot going on in the world. Trust me. I know I cover it. I research it. I can cover a lot of stuff right now with all of you right now, but I'm not going to do that. Uh, this podcast is to just be just to dedicate some time and and just some 
real appreciation for this show, Undercover Billionaire. I am so infinitely happy that Grant Cardone decided to do this, that Monique decided to do this, and Elaine Kuladi decided to do this show. It means the world to me, and this is a big thank you to them, you know, because what they went through for 90 days, totally lying about who they were, you know, that sucks, you know? And then, like, having to build this business, work their fucking ass off to do it, every single person needs to watch that journey do not take it for granted. What they did, what they sacrificed for 90 days being, I know Grant especially, 90 days is a lot. He does a lot. He's always on YouTube. He's always doing a show. He's always doing some seminar, some conference. He's always doing some shit. And for him to take 90 days off and actually go do this show, that means a lot to me because he was doing it. Well, he says he's doing it for the haters. Doing it for the haters, man. All the haters out there. Um, But he was proving his brand, right? Like I can build a business, you know, I can do this in 90 days. I don't, you know, I don't need anything else, blah, blah, blah. So I just think that that's, it's, it's the best show on TV right now. It's the best show that you're, you're ever going to watch all your game of Thrones and whatever everybody else is obsessed with right now. Doesn't mean shit. Okay. It's probably fantasy and it's good and it's 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 maybe you're learning something, but you are not going to compare the education that you can get from watching Undercover Billionaire is insurmountable compared to anything else that's on entertainment right now. Now, I don't spend much time doing or watching entertainment, so maybe I am wrong about that. Probably am, but I'm highly recommending everybody watch this show. It, it just it, – it means – I think it means the world to America. America needs to watch this show and they need to believe in themselves again and they need to love capitalism again and they need to love the American dream and they need to fall in love with these characters, fall in love with networking, fall in love with building something, fall in love with your passion and just do it, you know? And and your greatness is going to bring about the greatness of the world. Your purpose in life is the world's purpose. And that's what God has given all of us is this opportunity to go out and co-create on the planet. And that's why the capitalist system is the most favorable system for humanity. Okay. Are you going to get people doing bad things in a free society, in a capitalist society? Certainly. Absolutely. Because you're giving them freedom. But I would rather sacrifice having bad people out there doing bad business for the opportunity for good people out there, great people out there like yourselves to build something and have a great purpose in your life and to impact people in a positive way. So as much negativity you can think, oh, some people are going to make a bad business and make bad business deals and do bad business. Okay, that's fine. At least you and I have the freedom to go out there and build a good business with a good heart you know, with a good purpose, you know, and so that's what we have to realize about ourselves and about America and about our opportunities, you know. So anyways, absolutely appreciate all of you tuning in. It's it's just great. Thank. Tell me what you think. I would love to have a phone call with people who are watching this show, who finished watching the show. Just call me because I just want to talk about this show for freaking ever right now because of how amazing it was. And so inspiring and oh man i just i can go on obviously but give me a call reach out let me know what you think in the comments uh let me know what you think in uh in the in, in a direct message to me if you find me on instagram or facebook 
just let me know what you think about the show. Let me know if you love it, hate it. Uh, let me know what you learned from the show. That's what I want to know more than anything and how you're going to apply something new to your life. That's what I would love to learn from all of you. So anyway, really appreciate you tuning in. You guys have a great rest of your day. Peace.